you're ready, because it's about time <laughs> for you to speak your mind. So, 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 Welcome to Wednesday. I'm Navi. Marqueta. And we have a guest today. We have a guest, Sarah McErnie Hawk. Yes. I said that right. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, she's I feel joining like there us. There was more. Was it right? Was it it was right? close. Oh, okay. no. I'm giving you credit. McInerney okay. Hawk. Sarah McInerney Hawk. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> she's a popular podcaster. I'm your local native of Indiana. Yeah. Um, living person i don't know indiana native i, I <laughs> guess i messed it up like differently public speaker a hoosier, a hoosier. Yeah, there yes. you go coaching brand uh we're excited to have you here thank um, you went through all your podcasts and your website and we learned a lot and we'll love to learn more um yeah. and yeah so how your day been how's your week been so far yeah well this is an exciting week yeah. and i'm like buzzing right now not only from coffee but just because <laughs> um this is my last week of my corporate job that i've had for nine years so oh. i am gracefully exiting that Yay. thank you um we'll, we'll say that instead of quitting yeah. um that's actually better way <laughs> yeah and then um it's been a wonderful morning i got up i only live five minutes from here so i got up and rode my bike to there's like a little path i can take to get to just like the edge of Geist Lake yeah so I went there meditated for five minutes rode back it's like a 15 minute bike ride so that was awesome and then my dog went out and played with our neighbor's dog while I got some work done and then drove here to this magical place in the woods (laughs) that I did not know existed and I've driven past many times so I'm I'm so excited you can call it magical yeah and now I'm sitting in a big chair thank you I'm very excited so what corporate job is it if you don't mind yeah so I've worked for finish line we sell athletic apparel and sneakers hence my sneakers this is my style um for nine years okay i've worked in three different departments and it was my first job out of college i started Mm. as an intern and then i went to full time after a few months and i've been there ever since and i've gotten to move around literally like move floors within the building yeah (laughs) three different departments teams and it's been the dream at times it's been a struggle at times it's been so much growth and I've had a lot of transformation personally over the past two years and yeah. just decided that it's time to graduate from there. So mm-hmm. I truly feel like this is my like senior fun week. Yeah. So this is such a cool part to I have a part it. of this week. I love so, it. So moving on to better things, I'm assuming. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. Um, I actually am quote gracefully exiting because I don't know what I'm going to do next. Yeah. Okay. But I just got to the point where, of course, I've been applying and looking and whatever. Yeah. But I got to the point where I was like, I can no longer wait for the world to just give it to me. I'm going to have to go get it. And so I told my team, like, this is what I would like to do. I would like to leave in four weeks. Um, You guys should keep me because I will work hard. I'll set up processes, whatever. Um, And then for my benefit, I get a few more paychecks while I'm trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I just needed that deadline. And once I set that deadline, it was just like relief. So it's definitely the right move. Where's the next move? I'm not entirely sure yet, but I'm open yeah. to the world. Yeah. So yeah. No, that's yeah. good. So facing fear, <laughs> yeah, I'm Sarah, it's your main podcast. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. So how long you've been? From my understanding, is you started in 2019. Yeah, that's your journey. Is that something that you do monthly, and would you continue doing that now that you're exploring something more? Yeah. So facing fear has also been um, a journey as well. So it yeah. started 
in probably 2016 and 17 as a blog okay. where I interviewed people and I called it Passion Profiles, the okay. grossest name ever. <laughs> <laughs> Facing fear is a lot better. <laughs> okay, we, we saw that. Passion I was like, profile. I'm curious what that is. Yeah, yeah so okay. it's, the brand has evolved. Yeah. We have grown up, which is great. But at the time, <laughs> yay, up. go little Sarah. I was proud of you for doing that. Yes. Um, so I interviewed people about um, following their passions yeah. and how they did that. Gotcha. And that actually started with my own story. When I graduated college, I took an internship instead mm. of all these full-time job mm. offers because I was passionate about the internship versus all the full-time things. So for someone who was very type A, very planned, that was scary for me. So yeah. on my grad cap, I put passion over paycheck 2014. That's when I graduated. Gotcha. So then I was like, okay, I want to learn about other people doing this too. Yeah, yeah. And so I did these passion profiles and they were blogs. Yeah. But you know what I was doing to get the interviews? was Zoom interviews with these people. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. And so I was just taking notes. And after a while, I was like, this sucks. Like the audience can't hear the fear in their voice, the happiness, the laughing. Yeah. And I'd always loved and respected podcasts. And I was like, I have to make this into a podcast. So I stopped that, kind of took a year to regroup. Mm. And then and it finally launched it in 2019 and I've had it ever since. Um, I did a lot of the groundwork and like really setting it up in 2020 because yes, I had time. Yeah. And then sense. in 2021, you know, coming out of the pandemic and going back to work and life coming at me really mm -hmm. fast in 2021, my husband and I, um, we're on the house hunt. We got remarried mm. because in 2020 we were a pandemic wedding. So oh, we eloped. Makes sense. Makes yeah. Sense. Oh, yeah. So we had our big party in April. We bought the house the next month. We moved in the month after that. We both turned 30 between August and September. And then I was diagnosed with breast cancer mm. in October 2021. Oh, that's so crazy, right? it was yeah. a crazy 21. Yeah. So yeah. I still did a lot of the podcast stuff, but yeah. I kind of like intermittently would do mm -hmm. it and then throughout my cancer journey I documented the whole thing because yeah. I'll never forget this moment I had in the car between being tested for cancer and waiting to find out whether you had it or not it was yeah. four days and it was yeah. the longest four days mm -hmm. ever yeah. but I remember driving in my car like thinking will I won't I will mm -hmm. I won't I yeah. and then I just thought I'm the facing fear girl. Like, yeah. of course it's going to be me. Like, I'm going to have it. Like, and I just yeah. remember this kind of peace coming over me, like being sad, but also being peaceful of like, okay, like, this is, it. This is like, this is going to be it. And then sure enough, you know, two days yeah. later it was confirmed. But mm. yeah, so ironically, I became the queen of yeah. facing fear, being diagnosed at something so um, scary at 30 years old as someone who's very healthy and all of that. So yeah. documented the cancer journey. And then where I'm at now is, um, I'm kind of just doing like one-off speaking engagements and things like this that are coming to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But from November until present, mm -hmm. I've really just tried to step back and look inward. Gotcha. Like the podcast requires me to do a lot of outward work and talking and meeting other people. And I just really needed to look inwards, especially mm -hmm. after what happened to me. Mm -hmm. So it's on a little hiatus, yeah. but I do intend to come back to it and Got do it. more. And honestly, it needs a rebrand because if you guys saw the photo, like it's me with my long hair. Yeah. And that's <laughs> not me anymore. Yeah. So I love the short hair, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's where it's at right now. That's awesome. And that's, it was interesting because when we were looking it up, um, our, my understanding was like facing with fear probably started, facing fear started when you got diagnosed, but I the know. idea is it was way before, yes. before it was started. So how did that change? Like you were meeting with guests and understanding their fears and now that you were diagnosed, like did that change the way you looked at when you were communicating with other guests? It's like, 
a whole different level or was it still the same and you just had more strength? So it, it has changed yeah. and it's, it's changed me in the way I want to do things, which is why I do want to do a little rebrand. Mm-hmm. So prior, you know, I've talked to people, Facing Fear gave me this. So the mission is to interview individuals who have faced fear in their lives yeah. while remaining unapologetically authentic. Mm-hmm. And that gave me this platform to talk to so many different people. Yeah. Um, I talked to someone who went through a divorce and running was his passion. And now he's like a multi-marathoner, super mm-hmm. fit in that world. I talked to someone who grew up in poverty with parents who were addicted to drugs. And now he's a director at a boys and girls club. So it's just <laughs> this huge span. And then, yeah, all my nurses yeah. through cancer were like, wait, you had this before? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> believe it or not. And I really try not to think like, did you manifest this on accident? And oh, I'm like, no, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> My doctors are like, yeah. no. no. But what has changed is uh, on the podcast, I ended up just kind of documenting with just myself. So over the mm-hmm. past year, the shows the episodes are mostly just me, but I did have some guests. Like I had my mom on at one point and we talked about, you know, how she felt when I was diagnosed and Mm -hmm. her mom's a breast cancer survivor. So she's kind of in this sandwich of like, holy crap. Um, But she's always been healthy her whole life and is good to go, which is awesome. Um, And then I had a friend who is my age as well. I graduated college with her and she has issues with seizures. So the way that it has changed is it's gotten more it's gotten even more authentic and real. And going mm-hmm. forwards, I had very low filters prior to cancer, and yeah. now they're, like, all removed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So going forward, I could see myself really talking about anything, mm-hmm. but being more open on authentic and getting to the core of certain topics to yeah. where I would have kind of, like, glossed over them because it's messy or private or taboo or whatever but now i think when i return to the podcast it's gonna be like we're getting in it and no filter so yeah yeah. i feel like that's very useful for like people to have this like open conversation because every Mm -hmm. time we talk about health i think money and health are the two things that we are just like don't talk about yeah Yeah. i want to talk about this you know but i think it's great to have this conversation and especially you having the conversation with your mom i'm assuming she was extremely helpful oh yeah she was as my she went rock. through yeah. the same thing as you before are there any i'm assuming you talk about this on your podcast as well but are there any um is there any advice you'd give to people who are relatives to people um who got diagnosed with cancer what is like a behavior like a supportive behavior to to do or supportive things to say versus not to say this is well-meaning but harmful yeah Yeah. that's a great question because usually people just come at the person with it Mm -hmm. like what can I do for you like what advice do you have for other people so I love that you asked that because going through it there were so many times I would look at my husband and be like I don't know how you're doing this yeah and he's not the one with it I am you know Mm -hmm. but And my siblings, I'm the oldest of four and we're super close Mm -hmm. and we're all over the country. So our main communication is through text and FaceTime. But I would often think like, gosh, you know, I'm so glad it's me because I would hate to be like on the outside. Like, how is she? What is she doing? So it's really hard on the people surrounding the person with cancer. So I, I appreciate you asking that because the support system, it takes a hit on them too. So Um, I would say that they need to take care of themselves as well and maybe have someone to talk to outside family, outside the person with cancer, whether that's a counselor or a friend who comes from like a different part of the world because Mm -hmm. you feel like you can't complain in front of the person with cancer or anything like that. 
some things that I did not appreciate is people would automatically say, well, I don't have cancer, but I like this is going on in my life. And oh, as the wow. person with it, <laughs> I'd be like, tell me your problems. I want to know your drama. What sucks about your life? Because my life is really hard right now. Yeah. So tell me your problems. And right. you know, all of our issues and our suitcases and our baggage is all different weights and shapes and sizes. So yeah. there is no like me setting my bag next down to you and comparing like, oh, you know, Sarah's got the harder thing right. than Navi. Yeah. Like yeah. we don't know. So I would say don't shield your cancer friends from like, really hard in my life like I'm not gonna tell Sarah like no tell us your problems yeah because life yeah. sucks for us too so we'll talk yeah. um and then I would say I learned this in a book um but people just automatically say let me know if I can do anything for you yeah and that's just such an empty offer it's just something cliche that humans say to each other mm-hmm. but I would rather somebody say I am here for you mm-hmm. um because that means a little bit more and let me know if I can do anything for you puts it on me to be like tell you what you need yeah Yeah. and then I gotta think is Navi comfortable with like bringing me Jimmy John's because I can't get out of bed today like I don't know how close of friends we are so just saying like I am here for you means more than let me know if I can do anything for you because I got a lot of that from people I would never ask a favor from yeah so and unfortunately since I've joined this cancer world I've met friends who have since been diagnosed and something that I've done is be very specific saying like hey, can I come over and drop off this food on this day? Or like, tell me what type of food you like and what day this week that yeah. you don't have dinner planned Yeah, mm-hmm. and doing that. So yeah. I would say, you know, so very allow. Concrete. Yeah. 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 And then it kind of gauges like, I don't have a hundred dollars to buy you this really nice bouquet of flowers, but uh-huh. I can give you a Chick-fil-A if you want. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and yeah. that's, that goes a much longer way because that's like food that you can consume. Yeah. Flowers that like, yeah, what, honestly, what do do I, with these I was pretty, Cancer made me blunt, yeah. and a few months into it, I straight up told people, do not send me flowers yeah. anymore, because <laughs> they just sit there and die, and then yeah. I have to throw them away. Yeah. So and I was like, food, gift cards, gas gift yeah. cards, so yeah, I would say like, yeah, be straightforward and ask the person what they want, but don't do it super openly, like, let me know what I can do for you. Yeah. Be mm-hmm. like, is there any food you're craving this week? Can I send you a gift card? That's, That's awesome. awesome. I never thought about the, like, the, the phrasing makes I've it done that so before. Different. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it does, like, when when someone would tell me, like, let me know if I can do anything for you. It's just like, well, I have a list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, I can't ask you that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, that's actually a really good way to Because I do that all the time, too. Yeah. It's like, somebody was like, let me know. It's like, but, yeah, then I'm putting it on us on that person. Yeah. Like, to right. help you a list. And then pick something and tell me something. And then maybe they do tell me something. I'm like, oh, shit, I can't do it because I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Like, now I can't yeah. say no. And I would but say no. use your gifts as someone who's around this person going through a hard time. And we don't have, not even cancer, but, like, a divorce, a um, death of a family member. Like, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. the hard time is for that person, like, use your gifts. Like, if yeah. you're really good at making, you know, beaded bracelets, like, yeah. send them one without even asking that says, like, you're a warrior or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Use your gifts that you have. That's you don't awesome. have to become Betty Crocker because you think... They yeah. want some delicious <laughs> meal. Like if that's not you, send them the gift card. Yeah. I love did that. um did you have any conversations with people about their fears before all this happened to you? Did you feel that it helped you go through this? 
Um, it's a good question because fear comes in so many yeah. different ways and we're all afraid of different things. Mm-hmm. And that's just how we are as humans because yeah. back in the day, we all used to have kind of the same fear. It was survival and then threats, mm-hmm. you know, but now we've evolved and we live in houses and we know how to go get food and yeah. all that. So we don't have that type of fear anymore. Mm-hmm. So now fear has opened up to all these different things. Um, I think that it did help me and I'm so glad I had the brand and the platform prior to cancer because one thing that really helped me through the journey was documenting it and Mm -hmm. making fun of it and laughing at it and going online and that's when I started a TikTok that's also kind of on a hiatus right now but I'll return (laughs) to it um but it like I would make funny videos and Mm -hmm. stuff and it was an easy way to update people rather than blasting off a bunch of group messages yeah so having the facing fear platform prior to it Mm -hmm. just literally in general that world helped me and then um actually so I have some podcast merch that you can find at facingfearwithsarah.com slash merch and then I made my own cancer merch so my logo is a lightning bolt and a lot of the cancer stuff is very girly especially in the breast cancer robe very pink daisies and god bless my mother but she sent me like four Amazon links of these shirts that were very, mm. and <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? This cancer merch is not cutting it for me. Like yeah. I want to feel badass. I want to look badass. And uh-huh. then I was thinking of the supporters. Like I want them to feel and look badass. So yeah, yeah I took the F cancer mantra that everybody says about every type of cancer, dropped mm-hmm. my lightning bolt in there and just did um, merch. Yeah. And it just gave me this platform. So Love yes, me. having this world prior to having cancer gave me this, thing to stand on and to be proud of. And now I'm at a point where I'm more relaxed and kind of looking inward, which is good for me right now. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's good. Um, are you familiar with Hank Green or the Vlogbrothers? Yes, yes. Yeah. Did you um, did you know that Hank he's Green... Recently yeah, diagnosed. He's recently yes. diagnosed. Um, I love how he... Um, I watched all the, the whole video. Yeah, um, I need to. Announcement. And it was... It was um, it was really well structured um, where he kind of like announced it like, okay, this is happening. Um, the next section was, how do I feel about this? And the next section was expectations. And then last section uh, was kind of like what I want, mm-hmm. where awesome. he like was very like communicative or like, if you want to like, you know, I might not be able to post like, you know, videos as frequently as I was, but um, I'm probably still going to want to communicate with you guys. Yeah. And so subscribe to my newsletter yeah because you know, i will probably be able to send out a newsletter here and there yes. over making a whole video yeah you know so like he was very kind of like Yay, good for him being specific open. yeah so i thought it was really cool and then um <laughs> the next video after like literally like five days later he posted a video tier listing articles that news posted about his <laughs> diagnosis uh-huh. and it was the pettiest passive aggressive best thing ever yeah okay i cannot wait to consume that content. yeah you should, you should watch it. one of the one of the criteria for his um like for his tier listing was how soon they mention his brother's name yes <laughs> yes i can totally see that yes oh it was perfect i loved it that's awesome <laughs> brother of yeah. oh yeah so um and obviously they're both creators yes. um who you know create amazing and content, indie people books uh, yeah. yes Yes, and they are creatures as well. Yes. Um, were there any um, like stories or or people or like any any kind of like 
distraction or like escapism that mm-hmm. kind of helped you like what was your favorite thing to literally watch or read as you were going through this yeah so a few things um i watched a lot of nature documentaries oh. on netflix like that was very helpful uh-huh. calming peaceful our great national parks that barack obama narrates yeah. excellent oh my god oh. <laughs> uh, so I good it. i didn't know about this yes <laughs> and it's you i thought it was our great national parks as in like the u.s no it's around the world oh so that okay. was really cool there's another says I will listen to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's another documentary. I think it's called Born Wild uh-huh. and it's about how baby animals survive and graduate from being a baby to moving on mm-hmm. on their own in the world. So that was fun to watch baby animals. Yeah. <laughs> um I watched a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race that just brought me so much joy and it's just so much art and mm-hmm. creation. So I watched yeah. a lot of that. Um, I was very into Casey Musgraves' um, album. Oh, what's it called? Her latest one, uh, Starcross, or what's it called? Um, it's all about her. Di- it. It's all about her divorce, oh. and I don't know why, but I really resonated with yeah, I was it. Like, this is the one. Um, yeah, I don't know why, because maybe I was getting a divorce from my own life yeah. it's called Starcross. Yeah, it came out in 2021. I was like listening to that on repeat. And then I would say other great distractions. Uh, I live walking distance from a Panera. Uh-huh. So I started this thing where every Friday I would get up and I called it F Cancer Friday. And I yeah. still do stuff. So at the beginning it started with really hard workouts. I would do a really hard workout on Fridays and yeah. post about it. But then when I started not being able to do that or having mm. the energy to go to the gym or to work out, I would walk to this Panera and just get a coffee from there and walk back. And yeah, so nice. I started this little F Cancer Cancer Friday tradition. So that was a helpful distraction because there were days where I did not want to get out of bed and then I'd roll over and be like, it's Friday. We're we're going. We're going to do this. So those were really great distractions for me. Small distractions like those, like especially like walking, like I just have a destination. I'm just going to get coffee and treat myself. Yes, exactly. Oh, there was one more. This is a good idea for a gift for somebody going through a hard time. Again, cancer or otherwise. My friend Danny, who is also the one who um, suffers from a seizure disorder that I interviewed, she sent me a dirty novel. Oh, and so <laughs> that it. was awesome because at the beginning, everybody kind of gives you these like cancer related books, yeah. which a lot of them were good for me because yeah. I was like being orientated and oriented into this world that yeah. I was very unfamiliar with. Yeah. yeah. But then she sent me that one and I flew through it. So mm. you don't have to send people like how to take care of yourself, how to brush your hair before it's gone. Like yeah. send them a funny or like dirty novel. So yeah. something different. That was a great distraction as well. That's actually a great <laughs> idea. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Shout out Danny. Well, need to go find some of these. That's really good. Um, that's So you, you also do the coaching session, but you also do fitness trainer. Yeah. Right. So is that, so you do that weekly, like in the morning, because you said this yesterday, you woke up like a 4.30 a.m. <laughs> yeah. to do a fitness training. So how are you juggling so many things? Yeah. Because like, I love side hustles, if anybody who knows yes. me, but like, I feel like you're on a different level. Yeah. Here. And that's something I'm trying to move away from. Yeah. So pre-cancer Sarah, very much, um, so I've been at this corporate job for nine years uh-huh. and you know, for six years, it was my sole identity. If I introduced myself to you, that was like the second thing I told you. And it was because I was very proud of it and I loved it. And And you worked so hard on it. Yeah, Yeah. I worked so hard to get there and everything. But then 
2018 and 19, I just started feeling this stirring within me. If you guys are familiar with um, Saturn's return, Mm -hmm. this is supposed to be a shakeup within people because Saturn has made a full return in your life. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I was like, something is up. Like for some reason, I'm just (laughs) like hungry for something else. And I started to feel like, who is Sarah without her full-time job title Mm -hmm. so I started exploring that and again that's kind of how I was like we're okay we're taking passion profiles to facing fear and like launching this whole podcast thing so I started to find that and then I also started figuring out what else do I love to do and I've always loved fitness and I was a CrossFit coach to start and then 2020 happened that went away and so at the end of 2020 I started looking for other group fitness jobs and Mm -hmm. found one with Lifetime and have worked there since 2020, which okay. was another huge part of my cancer journey because here I was this, you know, model of fitness, yeah. teaching people I love kale, and then I was freaking <laughs> diagnosed with cancer. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So that was another part of my journey that, like, not that it can happen to anybody, but it, it does not discriminate. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I'm just a group fitness trainer at Lifetime, and I only do it two to three times a week. Uh-huh. So it's not a huge commitment. But as I'm coming through, I want to be a personal trainer. So I'm getting my license right now to do that because this experience that I've had, I'm 31, but I feel like I've lived so many lives. I can relate to almost anyone. I was a D1 athlete at one point in my life. I've had two major knee surgeries. I've run marathons since then. Mm -hmm. And now with cancer, like I can relate to somebody who's much older than me who may think like, you're a young kid. You've probably not experienced a lot. And then yeah. I'm like, like, you're no. a survivor. I'm a survivor. So yeah. fitness yeah. will be a part of my life in some way, somehow going forward as yeah. I let go of this corporate job and figure mm-hmm. out what's next. Um, I'm not sure at what degree, but I do think it will be. And then, yeah, having the podcast is a whole other job, yeah. which is why it was so good for me for so long. But after getting through 2022 and I graduated from radiation in... October, did a few more episodes, and then was like, I just need to be off a computer. I need to be reading a book. I've learned so much about being present. Eckhart Tolle world, Jay Shetty world. A little bit into human design, if you guys know what that is. Okay, so it's on the same ground as Enneagram personality type tests. This one has to do with your birth date, location, and time. And it tells you all these things about yourself. So I've been on this journey to learn about myself. Mm -hmm. And I need to be good at a few things rather than... No, excuse me. I need to be great at a few things rather than good at a lot. So I need to minimize (laughs) And that's what I need to do when I come figure it out. Like maybe it is a monthly podcast episode, which is totally fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I need to figure it out. Being busy is not cool or exciting for me anymore. I want to be focused. Yeah. And I think that comes with a lot of maturity. I'm sure everyone here has heard of Skillshare before, but just in case you haven't, Skillshare is an online learning community where you can learn a ton of skills. I used it in the past to hone graphic design skills, specifically the Procreate classes taught by Mimi Chow. So if there is a new skill you want to grow or an old skill you want to get better at, head over to Skillshare.com and use promo code ANNUAL30AFF for 30% off of your annual subscription. Now that you're, you know, leaving this um leaving this job and you're gonna have this whole new window of opportunity talking about fears yeah (laughs) what are some of the fears that you're facing for sure so ironically my start with finish line started as a passion over paycheck moment and it's gonna end that way because 
I'm following my passions out of a full-time job, benefits, health insurance, life insurance, 401k, all that sexy corporate stuff. But I struggled with what am I going to do for a long time. And definitely since the beginning of this year, it Mm -hmm. kind of, the clock turned and I was like, I, something has to change. Mm -hmm. So I've been applying for jobs and looking around. I've made it to the finals of a few interviews. Two of them, they said no thanks to me. One, I said no thanks to them. So looking for the right opportunity. But after just some internal struggles, Mm -hmm. my husband and I, you know, kind of tried to do the math and plan out, okay, what if you did this? What if you left at this time? And we came to the conclusion of, I'm just going to set this deadline. Because yeah. if I don't, I'll stay. I'll yeah. be comfortable. I'll sink right back into where I was. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just take the job that says, oh, here, like we'd like to hire you. Yeah. So this is for sure a facing fear moment for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And even as the facing fear queen and having this podcast and all that stuff, I still have a lot, a lot of fears. And it took me a lot of crying and stress and tears and confiding in people to come Mm -hmm. to the conclusion that I'm going to set my own terms and leave on my own and see what else is out there. Of course, we do have some savings that if I go for a few months without a job, we'll be okay. That's yeah. not our preference, yeah. especially in this economy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I will keep looking yeah. and stuff. But I am very lucky to have a supportive partner and husband who um, he's got his – he's actually changing his career as well, but he's got his whole new path set up. Mm-hmm. So um, together we've kind of been able to work together to get to this point where I'm going to be able to let go, which is mm-hmm. a huge blessing. And yeah, I'm fearful of not finding th- something for a few months, Yeah, yeah. but it's a calculated risk. And I've always said, you know, worst comes to worst, I will door dash. Mm-hmm. I will work at a front desk somewhere. Yeah. Something else that cancer gave me was boldness and a pretty significant ego death. Mm-hmm. Old Sarah would have been like, absolutely not. We are becoming a director yeah. and getting a corporate job. And, and we can else. We cannot be seen at a front desk. What if a VP of Finish Line walks in and I'm working there? Yeah. New yeah. Sarah is like, I'm on my own journey, doing my right. thing. Yeah. I'll do what I need to do to support our family if I don't end up getting something for a while. But um, yeah. yeah, it's facing a lot of people at work too. Well, not a lot, but some told me, you know, the grass isn't always greener. And I was like, Okay, but I don't know what's on the other side of the fence unless I (laughs) approach it, look over, and see. Maybe it's not grass. Maybe it's an ocean. Maybe it's a cliff. Maybe it's a beautiful mountain valley. But I just feel like the grass isn't always greener. Such a lame way to stay comfort comfortable. I'm going to go climb the fence and look over and see what happens. Maybe the grass is not greener, but how would I know if I don't check it out? And I think... Like, that's the one thing is like you just you just have to try a new thing exactly and I've, I've heard and i've read a few times as well like i think it's you get more opportunity or like boldness yeah. once you like give yourself a deadline and mm-hmm. like this is it i'm done like now i have to because then you can put yourself in a full gear like i yeah. have to put my effort into here <laughs> because you don't have a comfort zone yeah. to fall back into it and that's when you can unleash your full potentials like okay what do I really like to yeah. do? And, and I yeah. wouldn't say this move is for everybody, you know, particularly yeah. people with kids or maybe you are your parents' yeah. um, caretaker. Yeah. But we, this is a calculated risk and I know me. I'm a feed to the fire person. So yeah. if I dangle myself over the cliff, I'll figure out some Something. way to build yeah. a parachute. Exactly. <laughs> so it works for me and yeah. I'm excited yeah. and nervous, but that's what facing fear is, is... Yeah. Um, taking that leap and figuring yeah. it out yeah. and it feels really freaking good right yeah. now so awesome yeah. and also you mentioned like and not have like having the ego boost like kind of putting that in a like making sure it's checked because i think that a lot of times 
our ego is what kills us. Mm-hmm. It was like because of that, we don't give a chance to opportunities that could have gone so much more and could have explored it. So that's really good. It's like, yeah, you learn something. It's like, yep, I will do whatever needs to be done when yeah. it comes down to it. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the phrase of, well, what if it doesn't work or what if this fails or what if I never get a job? What if it works out? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. What if it does? Yeah. yeah. And if it doesn't, then we'll go find another fence to yeah. look at. Yeah. Like, and and that fence actually there. sucked. Exactly. <laughs> Let me go to the other side. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. hilarious. But that, that's actually really funny. <laughs> Sorry, you had something? Uh, I forgot. Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so, pandemic, that has changed everything for everybody. Yeah. Um, so, you, I'm assuming for pandemic, you were working from home not and finished life because it, that stopped um, all of that. And you were diagnosed after the pandemic. Yes. Um, so how was it during pandemic? Were you thinking more so you're going to do full time as a podcast or that has the podcast not been in your line of sight to make it a full time thing yet? Yeah, great question. So during the pandemic, I was working for the corporate social responsibility mm-hmm. portion of Finish Line, which is our nonprofit arm. So uh-huh. events, fundraising, all this stuff that's very active and out there. So our jobs really slowed down. Can't have events and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and we ended up having to furlough a team member, so it was just Aww. keeping the lights on. Yeah. And so it really slowed down, so I did have a lot more time. Yeah. So the pandemic year, I spent pouring into what do I want to do next with fitness because mm-hmm. I had lost that CrossFit coaching job. So I went and got a different license that allowed me to coach I ended up um, doing a ton of work on the podcast. That's when I re... It, it launched in 2019 with my own designs. Yeah. And I can do some graphic designy stuff. But then I got to the point... And I remember early in the pandemic, because I was sitting on my bed, I had a call with somebody who is a designer. Her name's Mariah Craft, mm-hmm. And she's also local here. And I was like, yes, I know I can do so much, but I need someone else to take it to the next level. So she gave me my font, the colors. We worked together. She was so collaborative. She's awesome. Um, So that's when I did that. I set up a professional website rather than like the free version of Squarespace. So yeah, I set down a lot of bricks to like build Mm. the house of the podcast and totally envisioned me doing that full time for sure. Um, and I'm so glad I was a dreamer during that time and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I also trained for a marathon in 2020 and did one in November. Yeah. So I like hate to say this, but I was super healthy, very motivated, yeah. super fit during 2020. I did not have the issue of having shit delivered to our house or constantly dropped off. Like my husband and I did not fall into that somehow. Yeah. But that's where I went. I think in 2021 was like karma. And then we <laughs> like kind of fell into that. Obviously cancer was a huge part of that. Yeah, so that I had super high motivation during yeah. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But yes, I did see it as that. And then, you know, kind of reality catches up with you. We bought a house at the beginning mm-hmm. of 2021 and decided that I'm going to stay in this corporate job. I need the money. I like the job, whatever. And so the podcast has just been a side hustle since then. But, um, and I mean, you guys know you have to promote yourself and put yourself out there. Just because you set up a Facebook and an Instagram, people are not going to be pouring in saying, do you want to come speak at this conference for $500? Yeah. Like you have to do the work. And Mm -hmm. I just wasn't at a space in 2021 to do the work to really turn it. But I would love to. Yeah. Like, no, like 
all cards on the table. I'd love to be a full-time podcaster, speaker, and do something in fitness, whether it's personal training or training clients privately. Yeah. Um, I would love to. Okay. So, so you yeah. have a lot of guests on your podcast. So yeah. what's your process of finding guests or getting them involved? Yeah, good question too. Yeah. Um, I have actually, I thought going into it, I would just like open it up and be like, please message me if yeah. you want to be a guest. <laughs> and of course, I started the podcast with people who were either in like my second circle or third or fourth. So like I knew them somehow, like somehow we had a good connection, but they weren't like an immediate friend. And that was actually a great strategy. And that's what I tell new podcasters to do because when you're new, nobody cares about the show other than they love you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they'll listen because they really like you. And then better if they kind of know like, oh, Sarah went to high school with that person. I kind of remember them because I know Sarah. Like, so if you kind of get these guests that are in your near circles, people care about both of you now. So that's how I started. And then most of the guests, some were referred to me, but very low number. Mm -hmm. And I became really picky with people. Um, Once you set up an email and a website, like you will get a bunch of, you know, other PR publicists out there saying, oh, my person would be great on your show. And I actually did that once. I accepted one. And the episode is still out there because I think it is good content. But I kind of realized afterwards, like, I don't think I should have done that because um, he worked in the MLM world. Uh, but that's Did not... you know that beforehand? So I was a little naive. Oh, okay. they, it was not how they proposed it to me oh, and told do. me what he, he did. What yeah. did what did he call himself? Just some kind of coach. Like Right. But then I started, you know, really learning about him and we'd already done the episode and he gave some good advice, but he's absolutely an MLM coach. And then mm. he only had women clients and I was like yeah so (laughs) yeah so there was things like that that then made me realize like you don't have to say yes to everything (laughs) um so yeah as far as my guest strategy it's mostly me finding these people and hearing about these unique stories and knowing that when they come on they're going to be authentic and we're gonna laugh or maybe get a little bit serious i've had some people tear up before i've teared up etc so that's been my strategy what's been your guys strategy i'm curious um so Beside us, we will reach out to guests depending on who we meet. But we also have, I believe Rana is the one who reached out to you. Um, so she's the one who looked for the guest. Um, ours were all over, right? We yeah. have people who are fellow um, content creators. Mm-hmm. So we'll have them call in uh, because they're all over the world. So sometimes they can't yeah. really be here. But recently, our strategy been locally. We cool. want to meet people locally because... Yeah, maybe we have a brand that's international, but not a lot of people know us here, and we've been yeah. here for eight years. Like, and this was this was the best. Yeah, you guys sent me the address. So I was like, <gasps> yeah, it's like right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like that's been our really strategy for the last few months. Actually, like let's be local I love people. Yeah. Um, there's so many content creators here. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they don't know us. We don't know them. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Um, and also since our content is like very nerdy yeah related so we try to stay um, with that every, every time there is like a convention happening which there are a lot yeah. in indianapolis we try to kind of like see like who's on the roster and yeah. can we get in touch with them ahead of time while they're here yeah love yeah. it so, did you guys engage with v con at all gary v's no. conference you guys you guys know who gary v is no Oh my gosh. <laughs> you, you have definitely seen him on the internet before. Probably. Right. He is like Mr. Content Creator, but he was like an early investor in a lot of stuff that's become majorly popular in okay. the tech world. And he's inspirational, but there's some stuff that he says that I'm like, eh. But look him up, <laughs> Gary V. But VCon Gary v. was here, which is kind of a big deal because 
to attend VCon, you had to buy an NFT. Oh. So he's like very in the NFT Bitcoin oh. world. Oh. I know, same. So, but it was interesting. I was like proud of Indy for having it. Yeah. Obviously, people flew in and whatnot, but he's huge. Gary V, look him up. He's either like, like I said, he, I'm not like, I don't follow him, but he'll appear because he's just, he was like one of the first people to make it huge on TikTok. Like okay. he knows all about these strategies and whatnot, but he's uh-huh. either going to be really inspirational or he kind of turns you off. So it kind of depends <laughs> yeah, the, on like which way the, the video you come across, yeah. but he's, he's no dummy. I'll uh-huh. say that, but yeah. They'll definitely yeah. look it up. Yeah. I think that's the one benefit of Indiana. We have so many conferences. Yeah. Cause like, we're in such an awesome spot in the country. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about Indianapolis. For sure. And PopCon, we're going to be at PopCon. This yeah. will be like a third, fourth year being PopCon. So we are like, our base is very nerdy, um, but our guests have been from all over uh, wherever we discuss. I think mostly we just want to talk and just have like informal conversations like, what is in your world? Like, yeah. because we are all at the end of a day, like just people. Yeah. Um, and have a lot of commonality and might not be just TV. Yeah. Um, but like anything else. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Our guests have been more so like locally, just like let's meet people. That's um, awesome. Yeah. It's. It's been interesting because, like, just finding out people that we've been here for so many years, just personally never knew. Mm-hmm. It's like, why not? Yeah. That's <laughs> like, awesome. Like, this needs to be. Um, so, I also read on your podcast, um, I believe on your podcast, you also have illustrated a short story. I uh, do. Is it coming soon or is it published already? So, I have this amazing tool called The Remarkable. Okay. It is a paper. I love Remarkable. You know what it yeah, is? Yeah, the paper thing. <gasps> yeah, like, yeah, I love this thing. Oh my God. <laughs> you have okay. one? I do have one. I, it's upstairs somewhere. I need to look at it. But, okay, so <laughs> geeking out over that it's because okay. not a lot of people know what it is. No, and yeah. I certainly had no clue until a vendor came in because I currently, for the next few days, work in benefits and wellness. Okay. So, we work with a ton of outside vendors to give you know all these benefits to our finish line people and this guy came in and there was a meeting and he was using it and I had no clue what the hell went on in the meeting I was just like what is going on and I have always had this issue and fear I have a journal for personal life I have a journal for learning I have a journal where I take notes on books I love I have a journal for church and I'm like what if our house burns to the ground or goes underwater? <laughs> all, all my journals are gone, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, I need to like centralize it. And at one point I had like a big like paper mate notebook. So I had to, and I was like, this is not it either. Yeah. And I've never really wanted an iPad. I don't know why I haven't, but I didn't. But then I saw him using this and it's, you know, black and white. It's yeah. very simple. No distractions. And it feels like writing on a notebook. Yes. Yeah. And so I saw him using that and I was like, oh my God. So I started researching it and I was like, this is solves so many of my problems. So it has all my journals in one. Um, I would love to become a brand ambassador for that. (laughs) So I got to work on that. Okay. Point of the story though. You asked me about my visual short story. So in the remarkable, it comes with those templates. Oh. And one of the templates is four squares and then lines underneath. So like a PowerPoint if you printed it out with notes. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I... I'm an artist, but I'm not like a sketchy artist. I do a lot of different art, but 
there was this period I mentioned earlier of when I was tested for cancer and then when you find out. And it was yeah. these four days. Yeah. And in this period, it's very weird and lonely and isolated because you're certainly not going to tell people, oh, I was tested for cancer on Tuesday. How's your fucking day? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like at the water cooler with Jimmy. I'm like, I don't care about your stupid <laughs> traffic. Like I'm waiting to find out if I had cancer. Yeah. So it's these days where like you're just by yourself staying silent. So like the mm. only person who knew I was being tested was my mom. Mm. And she lives in New Hampshire. Uh, oh, and him. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was going to say. I was like, um, however, though, kind of different. So initially I went to my uh, OBGYN. Yeah. They, she felt me up and was like, yeah, that definitely feels like a lump. Um, I found the lump myself and then went in. And then she sent me to a breast specialist. And I think when I went to the OBGYN, I was like, oh, babe, I'm going to do this. I have this lump. Like, for s- no reason, breast cancer didn't even cross my mind, yeah. even though I have a grandma who's had it. But she yeah. had it when she was 44, and she's 89 now. Okay. So I, I never okay. knew that. Like, yeah. I did know, but I never saw it as a kid. Anyways, right. I was very naive. I was like, oh, it's a lump, whatever. Yeah. And then um, go to my OBGYN. She sends me to a breast specialist. And at the breast specialist, I have a mammogram. It's inconclusive. Okay. I have a ultrasound. It's inconclusive. And my mother, the whole time, is watching on her iPhone my location. And she's like, still here? Sending me a text, still there? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, what's the big deal? Like, I'm the kind of person, if something's wrong, let's address it, get it fixed, do better, move forward. I'm not afraid of, like, I'm not going to address it because I'm scared what the doctor's going to say. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm at this appointment, and my mother's texting me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still here. What's the big deal? And then they do the biopsy, which is where they actually, On the like, same day? Yeah. Oh, wow. They just keep going. Yeah. And I remember texting my boss, like, so I thought this was going to be an hour. It's yeah. now turned into three. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, that's never, quote, good. Yeah, so that's not, yeah. You get to the biopsy, and you sign a consent that says, yeah, I'm going to let this doctor I've never met stab me, pull out cells, and they send those off to test. Again, at this point, I was like okay, sure, whatever, like, what's the big deal? And I knew my mom at home was like, oh, my God, like, they're taking her to the final stages of, like, testing for this. It wasn't until they gave me the take-home paper that said, you know, you should ice this, like, you know, be careful, don't go swimming for a few days. I was like, this actually was a big deal, huh? Hmm. And then I go through the week, and I had told Jacob, like, oh, they they stabbed me, and they took out these cells. We we really didn't know that. But then as the days went on, we both started, like, stirring, and we're like, oh my God, I think they're testing me for cancer. Like, holy shit. And my mom was so good. She did not say like, you might want to start looking into the American Cancer Society. Like, just like nothing. She was really good. She was like, okay, well, we'll just see what they say. Yeah. But as the days went on, it was just like this thing inside me that was like, they're testing you for cancer. So back to the story. These were these days that I did not document, but Mm. so much happened in those days. And I wanted to see like a visual representation of it. So I was on my remarkable and I start sketching. I see those squares as cartoon things. So I start sketching out ugly ass stick figures and telling this story (laughs) through this like visual representation. And so I have this thing and I was like, again, kind of got to the same point with my design and my branding like I need somebody else to make this better mm. so I just put on Facebook it's LinkedIn any local or like any artists um I'm looking to hire somebody to turn this into actual Something. art yeah and again you just never know who knows who mm-hmm. finish line is a small town essentially my yeah. office it has like three to four hundred people and somebody said hey Kevin and marketing does this on the side yeah so I knew who Kevin was but it was like hey in the hallway yeah mm-hmm. and link up with him we have a few calls and God bless him his name is Kevin Samola. His company is called Samola Studios. He did it for me for free. Oh, 
And wow. I had gotten a few quotes, and yeah. it was a few thousand dollars of what it was going to be. Yeah. A few hundred or at least, like, over a thousand. And oh, he was I like, I, I think your story is amazing. Like, obviously, I know who you are. I know we don't know each other, but I want to do this work for you for free. So he made me this um, amazing short story that we worked on together that is visual and graphic yeah. or visual and has text and it's done and I have it, but I just, I got it at the end of 2022. And then I went on this like journey to look inwards. Yeah. So I have yet to really work on, do I want to just put it out there for free? Do I want to do like a short ebook? Because it is so beautiful. Um, I'm going to try to find the cover for you guys. And it's completely custom made yeah and he threw in little things that mean a lot to me and he just rocked it out and so, so why do you have a concern of not putting it out on amazon um laziness okay i need to figure <laughs> out how to do that gotcha. two i'm not sure if people would buy something like this mm. but it, there are funny things that happened during this time it's fear. Let's just say yeah. it's fear. Like I'm fearful. You have to face fear, so. Yeah, I do, and I've not revisited it, but yeah. it's That's... really awesome, and I'm really proud of it. And he he just did it so well. So the book is called "Does Carcinoma Mean Cancer?" Okay, it's a short story. I forget how many pages is it is, but it's cartoon style, and it is just beautiful. And he did an amazing job. If I have enough yeah. signal, down I mean, here, we we'll know how up. much it costs. By yeah. when we do an artist for like just a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So like for him to do that for you, it was like, that's yeah. very, very nice of him. Incredible guys. Yeah. So, no. If it comes up, I'll show you guys the graphic, no. but we'll just wait here. <laughs> yeah, internet but. down here can be like not so good. So facing fear, Sarah, you need to get the story out there. Because what's yeah. the harm? Yeah. There is none, you know. Oh, yeah. here it is. Yeah. Oh. It came up. So this is what the, here, I'll let you guys hold it. Oh, that's beautiful. That's oh, that. Nice. No. And those are my branding colors and... He did little dot dot art shadow yeah. work to make it look more realistic. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It, I it, love it, the it, font too. Thanks, yeah. I know. And that's like a custom font that he did. Oh, it, wow. It, he did the most. Yeah. Uh, love it. Yeah, that's something definitely that needs to be out there. Thank Even if it's you, free or paid. Yeah. Um, especially he did work or you can just yeah. do it to yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I love it. That's good. I'll just show you. I'll show you guys this one thing. So I told you my mom lives in New Hampshire, and she was texting me and Indy, being like, "She's still there." Mm-hmm. So look at he made a little New Ham, the state of New Hampshire, oh, New Hampshire. <laughs> and that's oh, her. Oh, She's like, lady. representation of her is that. that's like is that so cool? So <laughs> we're in New Hampshire. She lives in New London, New Hampshire. New L- okay. Yes. I, I worked in Manchester oh, uh, cool. for a couple of months. We love uh, New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah. That little New state Hampshire's everybody cute. forgets exists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to get to that state. It is. Like, of yes. course we miss it, but it it's is. beautiful to drive to <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Um, yeah. No, that's that's absolutely beautiful Yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. I'm, design. like, sweating now. Yeah. I need to do that. <laughs> I also get hot flashes from the medication I'm on thanks to cancer, so it's probably a little bit of that. But yeah. yeah. So are you on a medication that's like consistent like daily or monthly or what kind of um... Yeah, so believe it or not, there's a lot of different types of breast cancers. Uh-huh. I mean there's a lot of different cancers and then even within the breast cancer world there's a lot of different types. So oh, the no type idea. that I have is probably the most common. I have a hormone driven cancer. So uh-huh. my hormones were feeding the cancer so they were the food and the fuel for it to grow and to move so not great as a woman we have a lot of hormones yeah so that's why it's the most common one and so i had a bilateral mastectomy because it was in multiple spots in one breast Mm -hmm. and then we decided like 
let's just do both. Like yeah. having one fake and one real was just not my jam. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a gene associated with it that we found out too. So mm-hmm. I have check two. Okay. BRCA is probably the one you've heard of. BRCA's mm-hmm. higher concern, mm-hmm. check two's middle concern. So uh-huh. we were like, let's do our best to live for another 70 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had a bilateral mastectomy and then during the surgery, they take out lymph nodes mm-hmm. because cancer will travel through them and they found it in lymph nodes. Okay. So then I had to have chemo. That's when I lost all my hair. Yeah. Then I had to have radiation just to like zap it away. Yeah. So now I'm on medication to suppress hormones mm-hmm. because the problem with cancer is it can start just absolutely tiny anywhere. Yeah. And there is no scan or blood test to say this body is free of cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, I'm on pills daily and shots monthly. Um, the pills and the shots kind of do a combination of suppressing all my hormones. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm, I'm in medical menopause at 31. Yeah. Okay. So I get hot flashes, mood swings, stuff, emotional all issues like yeah. that, bloating. Um, and then the shots actually keep my ovaries alive because uh-huh. I would like to have my own kids one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the combination I'm on. So gotcha. the shots are like falsely telling my ovaries like, Keep doing your thing, even like, though you don't have fine. any hormones running. Yeah. And then yeah. the pills bring the hormones down. So just in case the surgery, chemo, and radiation missed anything, they mm. are keeping it away. So, yeah. So you said that I don't know a lot about Neither this. So, um, yeah. So, <laughs> like, something that you learned yeah. going through it. So you mentioned, like, how there's not really, like, tests that will tell you, like, you are completely cancer-free. You're on this medication. How long would you have to be? Is this something that this maintenance that you have to do a continuous um like what does that look like so usually for people who have the type of cancer that i have it's five years um and obviously without hormones you can't get pregnant you can't you know reproduce and so my husband and i are 31 now we were 30 when we were diagnosed so prior to all my stuff Mm -hmm. before surgery we did ivf so And we were actually fortunate that his sperm was totally fine. Yeah. So we have frozen embryos waiting for us. Oh, good. Which is yeah. awesome. Um, so be- they want you to do this for five years. So by that time, we'd be like, what, 37? Yeah. And trying to have kids for the first time. So we... and Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing for just anybody to know. Advocate for yourself. So between myself, my husband, and my medical cancer team, we came to the conclusion, I'm going to do this for two years. Mm-hmm. And then we're probably going to try to get pregnant. Um, we Definitely. could get pregnant on our own yeah. naturally because there were no signs prior that we were going to have an issue yeah. getting pregnant. Um, but cancer and all this stuff puts your body through a lot. So we are going to go get an embryo and try to get pregnant that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for some people it sucks. Like we weren't dying to have kids prior to cancer, which I'm thankful for. We were yeah. definitely interested mm-hmm. and know we wanted it, but we weren't like, <sighs> Really want to have a kid yeah. this year, yeah. but my heart goes out to women and families who who have this life interruption because now you're going to be a lot older, which is fine. We can get pregnant late thirties, yeah. mid thirties, early forties. There's mm-hmm. geriatric pregnancy thing is not, um, it's a thing, but it's not as intense as they would have told us back in the yeah. day. You know, <laughs> get pregnant by twenty two, or you're gonna never have kids. Um, <laughs> 
They will but, die and shrink away. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. this is the plan that we're okay with. Uh-huh. And that mm-hmm. looks different for everybody. So yeah, I'll be nice. doing this for two years and we'll reevaluate, get pregnant, and then I will go back on the medication yeah. after. Mm-hmm. So, but again, yeah. that's all on your doctor, not a medical expert. This is our plan that works best for us. So IVF was something before you started the procedure, like have this and go continue yeah. to save the embryos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, I like, I know IVF is really hard as well yeah. like with all the hormones, like, you're very strong. Yeah, uh, all the all shots. That. Yeah, but all the shots. Truthfully, the worst part of IVF was, I think I had to take two shots a day. One was in the morning and one was at night. And everything is timed yeah. and very specific. The, my one at night was at 9 p.m. And I usually go to bed between like 9 and 10. Oh, wow. And yeah. so at 9 p.m., I'd either be like already in bed or like comfy up on the couch. And then my alarm would go off and I'd be all cozy because this we did IVF in November. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, motherfucker. So I had to get up and like take off my blanket, my robe, and like being cold was the worst part of it. Yeah, Those shots are pretty little and not very painful in my perspective, but I'm yeah. also someone who's had multiple knee surgeries. I was really sick with a weird form of pneumonia in seventh grade. So I'm used to like shoot yeah, me off, whatever. Fair enough. I have multiple tattoos, so I'm fine with all the medical stuff. But yeah. yeah, IVF is definitely hard in general. And it's another thing that I can definitely relate to people on going yeah. through IVF, but it is very different experience mentally, emotionally, if you are seeking it for fertility issues or for my situation, which was cancer. Like, mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing. But yes, yeah, IVF is definitely. definitely challenging. My heart goes out to anybody because mm-hmm. everybody else gets to go, oh, husband, wife, or wife, whatever. Let's go on a date. Maybe get a little tipsy. Come home. Have great sex. And yeah. then you're pregnant the next day. And I'm like, <laughs> screw you guys. We have to go to the doctor and do all these shots. And it couldn't be the least sexy thing saying like, okay, let's go get pregnant. And we yeah. make an appointment at the doctor. Like, ooh, how fun. Yeah. People but... don't talk about like how getting pregnant can be very difficult. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like all the TV shows and TV, like they will show you like, oh, yeah, he doesn't have like. One drunken night sex. Yeah. And, like, it does happen. Exactly. But, like, on the other end, it can get very hard. And mm-hmm. we need to talk about both sides. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, like, there are difficulties. How can we make that normalized so it's not as scary? Or it's we're like, isolating. Isolating. Alone, yeah. Exactly. I think yeah. that's the biggest part is, like, isolating. Because we don't know who else is going through it. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to mm-hmm. talk about it as well. And then if people really talked about it, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, so what was your experience? I didn't know yeah. you went through it yeah. as well. And, yeah. Ooh, another, another, sorry, go ahead. Another good question of you said, like, what not to ask people, just in general. Yeah. When are you guys going to have kids? When are oh, you going to have a kid? Not just, just for normal humans, but also for people like me, because my right. response would be like, oh, I had cancer and I'm currently recovering from that. So I don't know. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, like yeah. <laughs> that's a question not to ask anybody in general. Never. Um, yeah. And then particularly with people, you have no idea what their health history is. Exactly. No idea. Yeah. So, what they're going yeah. through and I all mean, that, yeah. I, th- I think the better question may be like, oh, are you guys interested in having kids? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just not the when. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah not the when. The when is that. Yeah. The bad yeah. part. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And th- now like another th- breastfeeding is the, kind of the same thing. Like, oh, are you going to breastfeed? Are you guys going to breastfeed? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> so why well, aren't you breastfeeding? How is that anybody's business? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, there's people like me who's like, I would have loved to, but now I have fake boobs that don't function anymore. So I won't be breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, and I've actually, I'm a part of this group on Facebook called, um, babies after cancer or something. Yeah. And so it's all these women who have gone through breast cancer and now babies. And a lot of them have these signs made that say, this mom is a survivor. Please don't ask about breastfeeding. Um, Cause you know, you may, you might get that night know. nurse who's like, 
rolling in like, hey, like, here's your kid. Can't you breastfeed? And you're like, no, I literally uh, can't. Yeah. So. I don't know what urges people to say things like this in the first place. Yeah. It's, it's history and medical history. They used to tell us if you don't do, if you do anything but formula, like, your kid will be messed up. Like, science and medicine and government regulations used to talk about that and so we believe and you know if you think about back in the day when they didn't have social media and the internet to look up stuff if a pamphlet said that at your OBGYN that's all the info you had Mm -hmm. so the wealth of knowledge helps us make better decisions for our bodies and ourselves and I'm absolutely for learning the science and asking questions and doing what's best for you yeah as an individual definitely but like a rando in a park should not be asking you about breastfeeding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Breastfeeding is such an interesting concept. Like people ask you, like, are you gonna breastfeed? But like, but if you do it in front of me, oh my that's gosh, a big yeah. taboo. Which I you should like, breastfeed your kid, but just don't do it. In front yeah. Of me. Like, Prior to cancer, one of my fears was breastfeeding because yeah. I, I, my nipples are very much a part of my sexual life, and yeah. I liked my boobs and all of that. Yeah. And so I always had this fear of like, oh. They're going to be chapped and terrible. Yeah, and then ironically, I got it. cancer and now it's not even in the question. But if I still had my natural boobs, I'd be whipping it out anywhere and everywhere. Right. Like I grew up walking around the house like naked and I still yeah. do sometimes. And my husband's like, oh my God, like we live in a one story house. You gotta, you can't do this anymore. But I'm just like a very like open person. Yeah. Um, so I would have been whipping it out in a park playing, like obviously not in people's faces. Yeah. But I would have been like, oh, let me like hover in the corner to breastfeed. But yeah. I get why people do that because society, like you said, let me ask you about this, that, and the other, but don't put it in front of me. Don't put it in front of me. Yeah. And then I was like, it's not like you, you don't, you don't even see it's anything. Beautiful. And it's yeah. incredible. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, do you not thing. want the kid to be fed? Yeah. <laughs> like, the yeah. kids that you want, like, that yeah. you're all for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, Lots we of have, contradictions. We yeah. have a lot of contradictions. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we are about 11 and I'm Spencer needs to come through it. But <laughs> but overall, with all of your journey that you had, and I'm thank you for sharing, like, what we should ask, what we shouldn't ask, because I think that's <laughs> something that we are learning curve for yeah, all of us all the sure. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, most of our topics that we talk about as DC is like, you should compliment like women like they compliment it this way don't say this it's like that always comes up uh, so that's always really grateful um do you have any um podcast lined up for any of the guests or are you for now just taking hiatus really looking inward and then taking a break like once you are done with your corporate are you gonna take a week or two off and do uh, yeah so actually one thing i do know that i'm yeah. doing is my husband He used to work in the school system and now he's changing, uh, he's, the best way to describe is he's changing industries. He'll still be a mental health counselor, but not in a school system. So he'll no longer be on a school calendar. He'll be on a calendar like the rest of us, eight to five, whatever. Um, so he will lose his summer and his fall and his spring breaks that he had with the kids. (laughs) So, um, his summer starts this weekend, um, and my last day's. Friday, as is his. So we are going on a road trip to Ooh. Denver and back with nice. our dog. Nice. And we're stopping in Kansas City where my sister, her husband, and my nephew is. So nice. it was like the perfect halfway point. Yeah. And then we're going to spend some time in Denver. I have a lot of friends in Denver. I have some from college, some from high school, some from wherever else. So that's one thing I do know what we're doing is awesome. we're going to take this trip and just be super present. And yeah. We've done a few road trips before, but nothing like this and nothing mm-hmm. with our dog. So oh, yeah. we're really excited to bring him. 
And after that, I will probably continue to look inward. You guys are definitely motivating me yeah. on my short story, <laughs> so I need to do that. Yes. And Beautiful. figure out what I want to do with the podcast. Like yeah. I said, I, it needs a little bit of a touch-up, a little rebrand, because mm. it's... It we've, takes a lot of time. We've had yeah. that. Now I'm in this post-cancer Sarah era. Um, but yeah, for right now, I would say I'm still in my healing era. And learning and growing from that. Yeah. Leaving this corporate job is a huge step for me in oh, yeah. this journey. So... Um, trying to enjoy that and soak that in and then see what comes next. But Mm -hmm. I do see myself absolutely continuing the podcast, trying to get out there to be a speaker more often and then doing something in the fitness world. I think leaving a corporate job, like we all kind of left it and took, once you do that, it's like, this is such a freedom. Like it's a whole different thing. It's a different life, you know, because (laughs) it's so comfortable. I know, but exactly. (laughs) There's pros and cons to both sides. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Well, I'm proud of you guys and so awesome getting to know your stories and being in this beautiful place. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you were able to come. Like you're able to share your story. It's beautiful. And yeah, road trip with your dog is actually really beautiful. Yeah. Um, We're pumped. Yeah. If you you have time, um, go to Breckenridge. Yes. Oh, thank that you. That is the first and only time We've, I've, I've ever been seen uh, a moose, <gasps> cool. like live in yeah. front of me, and I was like, <laughs> "That's <laughs> awesome." That's great. Yeah, yeah, we have lo- loose plans right now, Good. so thank you for the recommendation because I've not been yeah. to that okay, place in Colorado. I've been to a few yeah. places, but not there. So, and a lot of gas stations have small dog parks, <gasps> yes. so you can just be like, "All right, here, so, yeah. stretch your legs and go through that." <laughs> Yeah, we did that a while back, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for joining. Yeah. Would you like to tell our audience where they can find you? Sure. But, yeah. Thank you guys so much for having Absolutely. me. Um, again, my name is Sarah McInerney Hawk. You can find me on social media, Sarah McInerney Hawk. Your best way to find that is Sarah S A R A M C I, and then the rest of me will pop up. <laughs> and then my Facing Fear World is facingfearwithsarah.com. You'll find the podcast, the blog, social media links. All of that. Um, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> we are about to rate someone. Who are we rating? Uh, Selecta 720. Selecta 720. Yeah. <laughs> we got to rate them. Thank Tell you so much. Tell her and send their regards. Yes. And we'll see you. Uh, I'll actually see you soon because I will be streaming Zelda. So join me then. Thank you. Bye. 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 Get ready. Perfect. Because it's about time. Thank you so much. Thank you. you? Can we get a photo? Yes. I'll come sit on the couch with you guys. Absolutely. Girls Club. Girls Club. Super Secret Girls Club.